Hello everyone and welcome back to TBO. Today's episode we're doing Bullet Train because yeah. why the fuck not? I watched the movie, Dan's watched the movie, we've watched a movie, and Dan liked the movie, so it'll be a completely different experience to all the other movies that Dan... Is this our first review that's not a superhero film? We did James Bond. Oh, okay, yeah. We did Arcane. Oh, okay, yeah, I suppose, I mean, film-wise, but yeah, sure, sure. What else have we done? But no, I've, yeah, we've done other stuff that isn't just superheroes. It's we didn't majority. Lead a battle it's def- angel. It's <laughs> we didn't lead a battle angel. Oh, yes, that is That's that was a, an experience. Yeah, Bullet Train. Generally, one of the best movies I think I've seen this year. It might be my favorite film I've seen this year. Oh, that's good. It's fun, isn't it? It's, it's like just, just dumb. It's leave your brain at the door. Just don't think about it, and it's just funny. Honestly, I laughed so much in this film. Yeah. Full I spoilers. That, yep. Full spoilers ahead. Thomas just, the Tank Engine. Thomas Tank Engine is, oh, I absolutely love it. And I love it so much more because I used to watch Thomas Tank Engine. And it is relevant to the plot of the movie. It it's is. It's not just a dumb joke that's a throwaway. It it's... actually has an implication in the plot of the movie. This film is so well made. I think visually it looks great. All done in um, COVID. So it's all just carriages that they used as sets. No actual live footage. It's all yeah. just using the volume. All using the volume. As like the background of the trains as it goes past. I-, I love the acting as well. I think the actors did a fantastic job in this film. Yeah. Brad Pitt's amazing. Like I, I- I've I never used to like Brad Pitt. And his recent movie roles, I've I've grown fond of him. Like he he's a very good actor. Like I just never I never gelled with him in his earlier roles. And then I, I think now I appreciate him a bit more. This and like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood have like really solidified him. Yeah. As, like, a good Definitely. actor. Oh, and um Ad Astra, I think. The one where he's a spaceman and he's just doing no like um like he's meant to be expressionless, but he does it so well. And in this he's just full of expression and just having the time of his life. But yeah, shall we go into what the plot is about? Uh, yes, but very quickly before we just do, I I want to say it's very similar to Deadpool two. That's why I thought of it as I was watching it. Well, I was it's the like, same director. I, I was like, yeah, I, I can tell this has very much Deadpool two vibes. This director is my probably my fa- one of my favorite directors working because they've every movie that they've directed I have enjoyed deeply. Like they did Deadpool two, they did Atomic Blonde. And there was another one that they did. Um, David Leach, we should say, is the director. Yeah, he worked on like um, oh Hobbs and Shaw as well. He did. Oh Hobbs yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Those yeah. are like the f- those are the four movies that he's he's worked on as like director. And then he's like co-director of like John Wick, like the first two John Wicks or the first John Wick. And then he moved on and went and did his own things. And he's like a stunt coordinator for a bunch of other stuff. And so. Yeah, all of his movies I've enjoyed watching because he just does action very well. And like he does, he just blends in. But he used to be like, a, he used to be Brad Pitt's stunt double. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. I think he did like three Brad Pitt movies where he was Brad Pitt's st- stunt double in them. And I think that's how he knows Brad Pitt and how he probably got Brad Pitt to go on to this film. Yeah. And just before we go on to the plot, I just want to say I apologize if you hear any fan noise. It is just Same. too hot in the UK. Yeah, we're not used to it. We don't have air conditioning, and life is <sighs> life. Life it's, is it's boring. hot and sad and miserable. But we're talking about bullet train to cheer us up. So let's yeah. go on into it. So we got introduced to Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug. But first, well, basically, we get the the beginning of the movie where it's I I wasn't expecting this. Like a father and his sons in the hospital, and we learn some details. And it it 
it cuts to like the TV and it's showing the cartoon mascot. The thing. cartoon mascot and the snake as well. And the snake, and it's like setting up. Like everything in this movie is perfectly set up because it all. It, yeah, it, it's so good. Like even the. Like everything is just like, here's this thing. Oh, it's completely irrelevant. Like it's a line of dialogue or something, but it, it comes back later in the movie. Yeah, it's and like so a water well bottle has one of the best action sequences in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that water bottle. As soon as it came up, I was I was in hysterics. I couldn't believe because, it. Because every fucking character has like this epic badass intro. And even if they just die like instantaneously after their intro, it's just like, oh, cool. This is what suicide should have been. Like that was yeah, it's, it's suicide taking that squad, suicide. Yeah. yeah, it's that it takes that suicide squad fucking everyone's got an intro. But like the the guy in the trailer's bad bunny who's gonna do the Sony El Muerte like yes, movie. That one. Yeah. Yeah. He's he he comes in, he gets like this tragic, epic backstory, and then he just gets taken out by throwing a knife and he just fucking flicks back in his chest <laughs> and just fucking stabs him. And I'm like, oh <laughs> okay. That was unexpected. And it, it adds stakes because you don't know who's going to die because there's all these fucking famous people and they just yeah, they get true. blitzed out. They get epic intros. They get like tra- they all get like character introductions and then the, 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 all the reason why they're there is just cohesive and actually makes sense. Yeah, those fight scenes, they are hilarious. That one especially. When a knife bounces off on him and just hits him straight away. And for the character Ladybug, they're incredibly lucky. <laughs> Unlucky. No, they're lucky they, though. That's so lucky. No, but they, 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 yeah, but they blame it as bad luck because it's like, oh, that person just died. But like, they're incredibly lucky. But they're like, they view it as bad luck, and it's just like, yeah, like he walks into a puddle and he stops himself from getting hit by a fucking, yeah, it's like, oh, so which happens at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like someone gets hit by. But yeah, it's fucking great. Um, what's your favorite? Like, was the fav- was your favorite joke throughout the film the Thomas the Tank Engine, or was it anything else? No, the water bottle. The water bottle is my... I the water bottle. It's so funny. The reason why I thought it was so funny is because it's during the final action, action sequence. Yeah. And it's just completely out of nowhere. The water bottle just picked up. And I don't think it's even used for anything after that. It's just there. No, it's thrown It's thrown at the guy. Oh, it's thrown, so, at, it's thrown at someone else. Yeah, again. it's thrown yeah. at the... It's fr- Yeah, it's thrown at the bad guy. And that's how the dad then ends up killing the... um the Well, doesn't kill him, but like stabs him a bunch. And it's just like... Oh, we're just gonna do an epic backstory for this water bottle that saves the day, and it's just like, oh yeah, it starts with a little girl trying to go into a vending machine and it just gets stuck, and then um, Lemon gets the hits it, knocks it, it lands, they drink, they do like some things, and then it just it it shows step by step. Goes into it's the processed. bin, rolls out the bin, and goes into the guy's hat. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Everything is just like so set up. It's just really well set up. Like. I wasn't expecting it. I I think I compare it to like Knives Out in terms of how intricate the plot is. Yeah. Well, what I would say for a film that is so carefully planned out, I only saw one twist coming of all of them. Which was? L- uh, lemon. Which is which now? Tangerine? No. Uh, lemon. Tangerine is the um, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay, and... so le- Lemon come back to life. Lemon didn't die. I saw that one happening. Yeah. But I forgot that they mentioned the bulletproof vest. Like, cause I re- I've watched this twice now, and I've I've, cause I went completely blind the first time, and then I've gone back and watched it. I missed the bit where he hugs her, like grabs her shoulders. Yeah. The, the, oh, the girl, that bit, yeah. And stick, yeah, and sticks the uh, the diesel engine onto her back because his whole backstory is like he knows Thomas the Tank Engine, and he uses it to fucking read people, and that's like 
perfectly um set up and it's just like you know what he might be talking absolute bollocks but he knows his shit yeah and he just <laughs> he knows sticks thomas the fuck- tank engine and then the brother just instantaneously knows that the girl's the bad guy and then because of like circumstances he gets shot in the neck and dies but his brother was dead and he had nothing to live for and it, so he was just like oh fuck and then lemon's back alive and you're like oh shit <laughs> yeah and even at lemon when he got thrown out the window he still had a plot to it <laughs> It's yeah. not there for a reason. Because then he gets a fucking tangerine car and he <laughs> drives into the bad guy. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's so good. It's just like the perfect like domino after domino of like such mad coincidences. And like you're wondering why all these people are coming onto this train and it's set up by the bad guy. And it's like because his wife died and then it's all of these circumstances around how the wife died. And then the big twist is that Oh, it was meant to be Carver, which is set up at the beginning because Brad Pitt's character is filling in for Carver. Yeah, yeah. And then that cameo as well. Did not see which... that coming ever. No, Ryan Reynolds turns up as Carver. Yeah, like, this badass like... assassin that had called in sick to like avoid all of this. And Brad Pitt's character is just there in the moment. Like, it's great. I do. That's the... I think that is the perfect cameo, though. It's just like. Yeah, it... yeah. Because it's set up and it actually pays off. Like, oh my god, like any actor could have done that, but Ryan Reynolds doing it is just perfect. It's also it's also good because Brad Pitt had a tiny cameo in Deadpool 2. Yeah, and it's just like boom. <laughs> so yeah, vice versa. Also Channing Tatum also had a cameo. Yes. Which is <laughs> just like really which, weird. Which I always <laughs> it keeps popping up in like movies with Ryan Reynolds now. It's fucking funny. Yeah. It's like cause Channing Tatum in this movie is just a guy who's on the train and just goes Oh fuck it! This is sexual. I want to get sexual. And I'm yeah, like, oh. <laughs> just a really. Tatum just seems to be taking the piss out of himself, and I like I like it. I never used yeah. to like Channing Tatum, but he seems to be doing. He's doing, he's doing better shit, and I like it. Even then, that also wasn't a one-liner. It still had a pe- plot to it. Yeah, because it, it then comes back, and the other guy like has the whole thing. Ah, oh, so good. The action sequences as well, made by a stunt coordinator, so they're long ish takes where the, you can actually see what's happening. Yeah, I thought it was a very good variety actually. Because you had some scenes that were really short and that's in a minute. And then you had Well I was really I was looking at, I was looking into the behind the scenes of this and they built it around the stage cars. Because yeah. they were trying to because the limitation with the stage cards the stage coaches of the train means that all of the action is very narrow so you can't get super long epic fight like you could like there's ways of doing it but they wanted to make every like fight unique so they didn't want to just have carriage 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 so that's why they had the mascot carriage they had the quiet carriage they had the like confectionery area yeah yeah. they they wanted to build all the fight sequences around these different things that fucking it's in the trailer but that fucking he gets the water bottle like the drinks like the water which is karen um from the boys, like uh, Kim- Kimiko, that, L- oh, that waitress. Yeah, it's her. And I was like, fuck, I honestly, she's so good. Karen Fukuhara, um, as the train crew member who just goes around with the water, like serving people drinks. And she's not, she doesn't have many voice lines, but even then, she's still great. And I'm just like, fuck, she's an incredible act. Like, and then she gets fucking punched in the face by um, Zazzy Beats, who's the assassin hornet. Yes. And like who I thought was um like Cardi B or something when I first saw her because he has the blonde hair and I was just like oh, oh right that. yeah no she looked, and I was like I had no idea who that was 
Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm glad it wasn't. But yeah. I was just like, it looks very like Cardi B because there's just like this one shot with uh, her fighting Brad Pitt that I was like, ah. Oh. But I think my favorite joke in that is um like her trying to explain the poison and Brad Pitt just goes, I fucking know. It. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my favorite joke. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> That's so good. We also had Brad Pitt just talking to a toilet for a while, saying, "I love this toilet." Yeah, like uh the smart toilet with the um the bidet in it. I love he's just having therapy during the whole thing as well. Yeah, because he's... I don't know. I love how it's just dropped in that we're just like, oh, he's coming back to work after, like, taking therapy. What happened to this poor man? Like, all of these poor I cases I think it were was just... that event when he got shot twice by a lemon. Maybe. But he because really it's, it's all related, hair. right? Everything in the film's related. Even the, all the beginning yeah. scenes are all related. So I, I, I would imagine it'd be one of those. Probably. It might have been the guy who jumped out the building whilst he was photographing the people having the affair or whatever, and it just lands yeah. on his car. <laughs> it's just like fuck, so much bad shit. But the thing yeah. is, it's still not that bad luck because he caught the guy. Yeah, he he drove him to the hospital where they lived. But he just views everything in a negative light because he's just like, well, so much bad shit's happening around me. But he's not realizing that he's just alive throughout all of it. <laughs> like he got shot twice and he lived. Yeah. Also the poison as well. When he actually got stabbed by the poison. Yeah. And then he got and the antidote. Come- and then he got bitten by the snake again. Yeah. It's just like, oh, if he hadn't have done that, he would have died because the snake, that there would have been no cure. But, like, that snake was, like, just wandering around that train. For, I knew like, someone age. was going to get bitten. Yeah, I was like, oh, for the bad girl. Like, the 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 prince, the, the yeah, girl prince. was, yeah, was going to get bitten. Because I thought, oh, that's how she's going to die. Because she's not going to die because the gun's not going to go off. Or I thought the bad, like, the, um, the white devil was going to die by the snake. <laughs> That no, would have been hilarious, just... but I'm glad it didn't because but no, he, kind of he uses because he just gets frustrated. He wants Carver, and he's just like, "I want Carver." He's like, "I'm not Carver." Yeah, like he would have called in sick. What a dick! Yeah, like I agree with you. Carver's an asshole. Like Brad Pitt's just so done with everything, and I'm like, yeah. And then the guys, like the whole entire criminal organization, just gets wiped out. Oh, this movie's great. I love it. It's very controversial. It's only got 53% on Rotten Tomatoes because I think I think if you don't gel, I think no, I think if you don't gel with the humor because there's so much callback to the humor that happened before, I think if you don't gel with that humor, it's going to cause you to like zone out of the movie, but like everyone is on top form. I think it's that and also I don't think critics entirely understand cinema. Like they they have these criteria boxes that the film's got to tick. It's got to be yeah. like, oh, this new political message or something, or it's got to show this sort of character growth. Because it doesn't, let's be honest, it doesn't actually show character growth, this film, or anything like that, really. I think Brad Pitt finally accepts that he's kind of lucky. Yeah, maybe, but there's not like... But that's about it. It's like everyone else is just kind of stuck. Like the, the, the dad of the dad whose son got pushed out the window, the elder, yeah. um, kind of just has the... Like, he gets his revenge. That's his character arc, I guess. Like, yeah, the, there is some nice... Um, the f- There's some nice emotional moments, but at the same time, it's not like a big film in terms of implications oh, no, no. for the world. It's just there, yeah. and it's fun. But it, that's, it's just. But I don't think critics understand a film can just be fun. It can just have no meaning. It can just be entertaining. Yeah, it's just a turn off your head movie. And yeah, and it. I think that's why critics don't like it for the main reason. They, they, I think most of the things we talk about the story, saying the story doesn't go anywhere really. 
And I was, to be honest... The story is great. Like, how intricate the story is and how, like, engaged I was at every moment. I think they like... mean, like, because there's, there's, there's a lot of jumping around everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it cuts... Like, there's... I think there's one cut where it just goes from, like, the brothers talking about the dead uh, son of the crime boss. And then it just cuts to Brad Pitt in a toilet. And it's just like, oh. And then it just cuts back to them talking. And it's just like... And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, sick. I wanted to see Brad Pitt talk to a toilet. <laughs> I do love all of the lemon tangerine interactions as well. Mm. They've they've got very good chemistry together. Yeah, both MCU stars, Quicksilver and uh, oh yeah, Fast- Quicksilver, yeah. Quicksilver and uh, Fast- Fastos, Fastos. Yeah. Did you see the White Death twist happening with the prince being the daughter of the White Death? Um, I don't think I. I I wasn't. I thought she was probably like another crime boss's daughter. I didn't think she was the white because I I didn't. I could. I forgot that she um she kind of has like a l- Russian accent. Like, but she's talking very posh. Yeah. So I I I I kind of forgot. And then because I was like, oh yeah, he's because everyone else is Japanese or Chi- like Asian. Don't cancel me because I can't remember what culture it is. I think it's Japanese. Yeah, bullet train. Japanese bullet train. Yeah, everyone's like yeah, Japanese. It's fine. Um, uh, I was like, oh yeah, he's Jap. No, I forgot that he's Russian. And I was just like, oh fuck yeah. And then Michael Shannon turning up and just being the white devil. And I'm like, oh fuck, didn't see that. <laughs> I don't know if it was because ch- uh, I don't think it was shown in the trailers. I can't remember if it was. That's a big twist to reveal. I know that um some of the trailers revealed like Sandra Bullock at like her end reveal and it's kind of like the aftermath of the movie so yeah. it's kind of like oh that's a big spoiler i'm very happy i only ever saw the first trailer and i think i only saw it once that one time we watched it before we talked about tfe it's the only yeah. time i saw it yeah i think i'd watched the first one and then i'd maybe seen like two of the other ones like like bits and pieces of the second and third like trailers and stuff like that but yeah it was good even the like, animated show even that had a lot of references and sort of callbacks to itself so it's yeah. such minute details yeah i would love to i would i want one of those plushies <laughs> i want to get a gun and fucking blast it as a silencer somehow that works <laughs> yeah oh local Loma doesn't have um a character name apparently i guess he's just the son wait no he's apparently in the movie but I love I love um how they like the lemon and tangerine have that um the 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 white Russian son like the white uh, white death's son is dead and they're like having to come up with the punch and Judy joke like and oh yeah, that's, yeah. That, but like it's so it's shot like really fucking cool where like he comes out and the camera tilts as he's walking out and it like corrects itself like he's standing awkward like the camera and then it just like it's all slow motion and he's smoking a cigarette and then he's just like it, it's just badass in that moment i'm just like that's such a cool cool like way to present like this badass dude it's good cinematography which i think yeah. a, a lot of films a lot of blockbusters are probably actually missing nowadays mm. but like the, this... about coming off the train i love the idea that you only have a minute to get off the train i know it's actually true but i think it works really well throughout the whole film yes because like Brad Pitt's, I think, because basically Brad Pitt is only meant to be on for the first. Well, he only because he loses his ticket, so he only has till the first stop to get off because the train conductor has basically told him, and he, he's he's a good person, so he's like, well, I'll get off if I if I actually get it, and then I'm getting off, and then he gets attacked by 
the wolf, yeah. which is the, and then that keeps him on the train. And then he tries to get off on the next station. Then he runs into the twins and he can't get off because Eddie spots the train conductor and the train conductor is like, get off. And then he spots the twins and he can't get off because he, he thinks that the twins will remember him. And then the twins have no fucking clue who yeah. he is. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you shot me twice. And he's like, okay, cool. I've shot a lot of people. <laughs> it means nothing. Like he just, yeah. Uh, and then it's just like, and then there's the moment where him and Lemon, no, Tangerine are talking and Brad Pitt's like waiting for the minute to run out so they can kick him off. And then Tangerine just running, grabbing onto the bullet train and smashing the back window out was sick as fuck. Like, Highly impractical and wouldn't work in real life because those trains are like 200 miles an hour and they're completely smooth. So I don't know how he was getting grip, but yeah. that's why you turn off your brain. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the point in the film. Also, I thought another funny joke was when they didn't know who the twins looked like. The oh, yeah. like it, But it pays off because everyone thinks they're twins, but they're not because <laughs> it's it's. Brian Tyrese Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, who so but when aren't so, twins? When the ladybug and Tangerine went, stepped off the train holding the uh, their own yeah, briefcase, to, and to do the, the check stop for the White Devils, like and then Ladybug was like, "Oh yeah, see, we we, we don't know the code. This just case is so it. secure." Boom, and then it just, <laughs> it just opens and launches. And it's just like, yeah, but I was so close to falling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, why did you do it then? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. But it's so funny. He guessed the right combination, though. That's what he did. He swiped just the by accident. Lock. Yeah, because he's lucky. Because he yeah. just went, <laughs> and it basically causes the rest of the. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think it wasn't like a bunch of like sex toys and stuff on it. Uh, it was a bunch of lingerie and like oh, panties that, yeah. and bras and things like that. It's just like. <laughs> Only that could happen to him. Yeah, I like the um the parallel between the prince and um Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, because like she's always going on about how lucky she is and like how everything just works out for her. Yeah, and it's just like her luck, and then Brad Pitt's like, "Oh, I'm so unlucky. I'm so unlucky." But everything just works out for him, and it's a battle between their lucks. Yeah, <laughs> and at the end of the day, his luck won. Yeah, yeah. Do you want the end boss fight? Or boss fight, or then fight. Boss I w- fight. <laughs> does feel like a video game, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind of... Our oh, film's got boss fights, right? Yeah. Yeah, during the end fight, I was wondering where she went, where Prince went. Yeah. I was like, where's she, she gone? She's going to be back in well, there somehow. She... Well, yeah, because she doesn't... Because she doesn't die by her father, or like she doesn't manage to get the father to kill her. So, it. I think it's just like... She probably was just in caught in the um train crash, and then just somehow survived, because she's lucky, because she boasts about how lucky she is. Brad Pitt's just like, what an ego on this guy. <laughs> like, ah, oh, fucking great. Is she in anything? Like, Jodie? That's what I thought. I thought I recognised her from something. And I do recognise her from something. I recognised her from The Flash. She's in The Flash. She's in The Flash TV show, yeah. Oh, she's in Kissing Booth, the Netflix thing, so. Yeah, she was in, in um like two, two second season. Oh, the she's Flash. in Oz the Great and Powerful, the Zach Braff Wizard of Oz reboot. She's, she's in White House in... Down. Oh, she's young Talia Ghoul. She's young Talia Ghoul? Yeah. She's the she... Malcolm in the middle? She she was the young Talia Ghoul because she... I think that's when she was oh. like... She was 14. Oh, yeah, that was on that role. Oh, cool. Nice. Wow. Good for her. Oh, she's an American dad, apparently. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I feel like this is actually quite a hard film to review because it's just good. <laughs> yeah, people just need to go watch it. 
Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to say. Like, like we can praise it all we like, but like it's more fun to strip it apart and complain. I think like, my only to... my only criticism was at the start, and I I I felt it a bit hard to get into. I wasn't hooked straight away. Oh yeah, I think I think, but it it I think I was kind of thrown off by the father son hospital. Yeah, stuff. I think because of that, as much as it works for the future. I do like the fact that it's so like juxtaposed between Brad Pitt's introduction because it just goes from that really depressing like oh my child's in the hospital like and then just smash cuts using that song uh the the way you walk whatever it is that one yeah, I can't remember yeah. what the name of it is and it just goes to Brad Pitt just walking down the street in to- uh, like Japan and I'm just like fuck yeah <laughs> this is so weirdly juxtaposed to this sad scene that we started the movie on but you were saying I don't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? You were saying about the the beginning and how it felt. Oh yeah, I, I I think I wasn't hooked straight at the beginning. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not like I'm not really too sure why. I think like you said that beginning bit and that you know it was quite a slow sequence at the start. Really, there was it didn't go straight into it. Once again, nice. I, I think it works for the film overall. But once you once you connect all the dots and everything, it's like. Oh yeah, but well, maybe in... you could have Brad Pitt's introduction, then go to the set. But then maybe. you, but then you wouldn't have been introduced to the guy who hits Brad Pitt and knocks his thing, uh, like his train ticket and his thing and everything like that. Yeah, and you wouldn't understand why that guy is walking to the thing to find his the person who killed his or like pushed his son off a roof. I want to know what the consequence, like the con, like there's so many unanswered questions. Like how did the prince managed to convince the kid to go up to the roof and get him pushed off and stuff like that. And, like, why was the dad three hours late to, like, pick him up or, like, answer the ransom or whatever it was? Are you being like, serious about this? <laughs> no, like, I, I'm actually asked, like, because I want to know. Like, Do I know you? the dad was like, Doesn't matter. yeah, no. I presume it's just because he's a mob... Oh no, she did say how she got the quick, how she got the kid up there. Well, she was said it was easy to convince the kid. No, I'm pretty sure she was like the strangers or something. Like she just gave him something and it made him go up there. Maybe. I, I swear there's a lot of dialogue on that. And she said, "Didn't you teach your child like to not take candy from a stranger?" Maybe. I swear she had that dialogue. So I think that's. I know she, she says that he's absent and stuff like that, and like he's the, a terrible father because of it. Like yeah, because yeah. But I was just like, well, I guess. But he, yeah, I guess because he is part of the White Devils like organization. I guess it probably makes sense. But like, I, I'd, I'd like to know. But it doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's completely irrelevant, and it doesn't diminish from the story at all. No, <laughs> so, no, it doesn't. It's so yeah. well crafted. I think this film shows that, that for the law is called or what, what the rule is, and it's sort of talking about if you have an Asimov's, object. Yeah, Asimov. Uh, no, fuck. What is it called? The... Yeah, I don't know what it's called. But I'll describe it where you find the name. As yeah. you find an object in the film, you don't show the object unless it actually has purpose. Yeah. And I think a lot of films can do that or do do that with like just pointless exposition, which you don't need. Whereas this film, I feel like everything it gives you is a nugget of information that is part of the film to, to one, one state or another. If it's just like background scenery or just for the effect, it's all there for a reason. Yeah. Just a hint at it being a very well-made film. I kind of would like to see David Leach do more things now. Maybe he can fix Marvel. Chekhov's gun. There we go. That's it, yeah. It's a dramatic principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed. So don't show a gun in the at the beginning of your movie unless that gun is going to go off, basically. Yeah, or not go off or something because... 
Or unless it has something relevant to the plot. Don't show stuff that's irrelevant to the plot just to show stuff. Have that actually serve a purpose in the movie. But basically, if you show a gun and it's like hovered over for an extensive amount of time, that gun either has to go off or something has to happen with that gun. Like you don't waste time in the movie by showing unnecessarily um, irrelevant stuff. Which is funny because there actually was a gun in here that didn't go off. Yeah, Brad Pitt has the option to take a gun. And it's like, boom, I'm not taking that gun. And then I'm going to take the sleeping powder and it pays off. Yeah. yeah. Like he, and he uses, it takes the firecrackers. He uses the firecrackers. Like everything that's used is used or shown is used. It's like very, very good. But yeah, I think that's that's probably probably one of our shorter reviews. But like, is there much more to say? I don't Who think so. Who is your favorite character? Probably Lemon. I'm saying Tangerine. I really liked Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. In fact, I could do either of those two. They're, they were both fantastic. Like, I'm not. I'm also going to say, yeah, I could do both. But like, their chemistry off each other is really strong. It just bounces off. Like, and you have that montage and they're just killing people as well. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's the Deadpool 1 thing where it's like, load the bullets and how many bullets we count off. But it's how many people we've killed. Just yeah. boom, boom. And it's like 17, no, 16. Oh, you forgot about the civilian who just gets blown up by a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that wasn't our fault, though. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? It still counts. It's just like, yeah, no, it's fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this review. Uh, it's one of our shorter ones, but like, it's hard to not say bad things about a good movie. I agree, yeah. And unfortunately, bad stuff makes for good podcasting, but it also kind of diminishes movie reviewing in general. So it's nice to talk about good things. Because yeah, man, it's been a while since I've actually had a lot of fun in a cinema. Also, my dog is relentlessly barking right now, so it would be helpful yeah. to end the review. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week, then, for something else. I don't remember what it is. We'll have recorded it by then, though. Goodbye. Yeah, we will. Bye-bye.